I'm Charis. And this is Ona. And you're listening to Rico on Treks in Sci-Fi. Thanks, Charis and Ona, for that great intro. Those two uh, ladies from Australia I'll be interviewing today on Treks in Sci-Fi. This is Rico, your host. And this is podcast 179 for the show, and it is June 22nd, 2008. I've uh, got a lot of uh, interesting things this week, uh, mainly an interview, like I said, and a few other little things I will be announcing and discussing. I also want to say that uh, this podcast this week is sponsored in part by Joe from Ontario, who is known as Billy Bob on the forums. Thanks for your contribution to the podcast. Hey, let's get started. Okay, again, everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Rico. I went a little uh, retro there with that intro music this week. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, this is Trex and Sci-Fi, and welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, if you're a new-time listener, uh, welcome to the show. And again, as I usually say or say quite often, if you've been listening for a long time, I uh, appreciate you coming back once again to listen to another Trex and Sci-Fi. This week, the show's going to be a little bit different. We're going to be talking to uh, two uh around college-age ladies from Australia who have done a great uh, set of uh, Star Trek pictures uh, in in original series uh, red uniforms, uh, the good old red shirts, uh, uh, the, of course, the woman's version of that. Uh, they did these shots, and they're up on deviantart.com. I will uh, link that, of course, this week in the podcast notes, but I got a chance to interview them the other evening, uh, and we talked for, for quite a while about uh, the whole photo shoot and the costuming and Star Trek and just all kinds of fun things. So that'll be coming up here shortly. Uh, but uh, first, I, I've got a few uh, new things I wanted to discuss and announce here on the show this week. The first thing I wanted to uh, mention and announce is I started... Uh, I announced this on the uh, Treks and Sci-Fi forums, which you can find. Just go to treksandsci-fi.com and go to the forums, and you'll be able to uh, check this out there. And Hey, sign up for the forums while you're there. And we've seen a lot of guests, you know, 25, 30, 40 guests sometimes visiting the forums. But uh, uh, we do have a very solid, great group of people there, and I think you'd really enjoy the company and the and the very uh, interesting discussions about sci-fi and other topics. So join up. But uh, the 
the thing that I announced there first earlier this week, and I wanted to announce officially on the podcast, is I'm starting a little, sort of a little sponsorship program for the podcast for a, a very small donation of only $5. Uh, you can have uh, a little, uh, uh, you can single out a podcast to sponsor. Basically, I will announce your name if you want to send a little greeting out to somebody or maybe you know, a happy birthday announcement, uh, you know, just a, uh, a hello to you know, people that uh, you know or whatever you want to say, I will announce it in the beginning part of the show for, uh, like I said, a, a $5 PayPal donation. There is a link uh, up in the upper right corner on the main website, treksinsci-fi.com. There's also some links on the forum, like I said earlier, so it's pretty easy to find. Uh, and I thought this would be a fun thing to do. And uh, also, I've changed some things, and I've uh, uh, worked working with DreamHost. I've uh, added or gotten onto a private server because uh, things were sort of slowing down on the site and I wasn't happy with the performance of the forum and some other sections and that. So I've increased the monthly fees a little bit because of that. So uh, this will help that and I've uh, been purchasing some other equipment. I just upgraded my computer, of course, which a good part of that is going to the audio and, and video podcasting that I'm doing for this. So Anyway, uh, I think this will be fun. I hope uh, you guys will take part in it. You know, it's just something, you know, maybe once when you are thinking about it, you know, go over to the website, uh, click that little link, and and, and shoot over, uh, you know, just a few dollars. It's not really a lot, I don't think. And, you know, if you enjoy the show, if you could do that, you know, once even, that would be great. I'd really appreciate it. Interface complete. All right. The uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about and just to briefly announce that I started this past week, uh, I did uh, a few months ago, I guess about three months now, maybe a little bit more, three and a half. Uh, I started this Star Trek Daily picture site. Uh, it's a WordPress blog where basically I post a different Star Trek picture each day, uh, seven days a week. And that's been a lot of fun. I've had uh, uh, great uh, response from people about that, and it's a lot of fun to do that each day. You just go to treksinsci-fi.com. You can see a link there uh, in the upper right corner. Just click the Trek, Trek Daily Pick, it's called, uh, or just go to treksinsci-fi.com forward slash Trek Daily. That'll get you there. Well, when I did that, and since then, I've had an idea for a new site, and I've been kind of playing around with this a little bit on the forum, but I started just this past week uh, something I'm calling the Babes and Hunks of Sci-Fi and Fantasy. This is another uh, WordPress blog, and I will be posting almost every day. I might miss a day here and there on this one, but uh, mostly every day I will be posting a photograph, a picture up, of uh, uh, mostly uh, women, babes, I would say, in the realms of sci-fi and fantasy entertainment. I just started this this past week. I've got like five or six up right now. And uh, this is only PG-13 or or less, I guess you could call it. Uh, Nothing, you know, there's plenty of, uh, you know, other kinds of photographs out there on the Internet if you want to find those kind. But this one's very tasteful, and it's just kind of my appreciation of all the 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 very attractive women in the realms of sci-fi and fantasy. And I'm also going to throw in some hunks and some guys occasionally, uh, but it'll be mostly a women kind of oriented place. Uh, it's just uh, something to have fun with. Uh, I thought it would be interesting. And if anyone has any requests, you know, somebody that they like on a TV show or a movie that I, I'm sure as the weeks and months go on, I'll be, uh, it's easy to come up with the first you know, a few weeks, month or two of this, I'm sure. And then I'll be going for, you know, the, the 
twelfth guest star in this TV show or whatever, and it may be a little trickier to find them in a few months. So if you've got any uh, special ones you want to request, and even if you want to send me a picture, the roughly the size I'm shooting for on the pictures are f- about five hundred by eight hundred pixel size, approximately, give or take. Uh, is the range or so. So uh, send those just over to my basic email, treksf at gmail.com, and uh, and check out the site. That one you can find, just go to the main website again, or you can go to uh, treksinsci-fi.com forward slash babe daily. All right, next up, uh, we've, uh, I think I missed this last week. I, I think I missed doing this on the podcast uh, but I uh, have started, you know, in the last few weeks, I've been doing these television themes, you know, kind of blast from the past music, little intro credit themes from sci-fi fantasy TV shows. And this uh, podcast this week is kind of a retro one a little bit, especially with the interview coming up where they dressed up in these uh, original series Star Trek costumes and uniforms, uh, red shirts uh, from, like I said, the 60s Star Trek series. So anyway, I thought I would go uh, go into the past. Most of the themes I think I've been doing have been in the you know mostly recent, like say the last ten years or less, for the most part. So this one is uh, from a show from 1977, uh, a favorite of mine that only lasted sort of about half of a, a one season. And uh, well, here it is, and I will come back and talk about it in a minute. <laughs> For those old school sci-fi fans out there listening, uh, like myself, uh, hopefully you'll recognize that. Uh, that is the theme to the TV version of Logan's Run. That ran from 1977 just to 78. I think it was only like 13 or 14 episodes. Uh, starred uh, Gregory Harrison, Heather Menzies. Uh, I think the guy's name was Moffat. Was it Donald Moffat? Was that his name? He played a android on there. Uh, Rem was his name. Uh, anyway, it was a fun show. Logan's Run's always been sort of that uh, quirky sci-fi franchise, and I know they've been talking about doing a new movie of it for a while, and uh, I don't know. There was something about the TV show that I just kind of found fun. Plus, they, they probably had one of the coolest weapons uh, uh, in a TV show. I thought the, the Deep Sleep Sandman gun is uh, is a very cool little item and was always cool in the movies and in the TV show. So anyway, Logan's Run, uh, kind of a blast from the past and a favorite uh, earlier sci-fi show of mine. Well, I think it's time to get into the uh, interview here. 
Uh, again, this is an interview with uh, two uh, ladies from Australia. Their names are Cheris and Ona. Uh, a few things about the interview. We just kind of got right into it when I was interviewing them. So it'll start off without the usual little little intro that I do sometimes when I've done interviews before. So, uh, you know, don't wait for that, I guess. But uh, they had a lot of very interesting things to say. I really like talking to them. Uh, the, the other thing, occasionally you will notice that my voice seems to sort of echo back, and, and that might happen a little bit. I believe they had some speakers running with, with mine because they sort of were sharing a mic, I think, perhaps. I'm not sure what their setup was exactly, but you may hear some weird distortions like that during the show, but I don't think it's that bad. Uh, it should be okay. So, uh, and it's, I don't know how long this thing went. I know we talked for around an hour, but I'm, I kind of cleaned it up a bit and it may be a little shorter than that. So I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, and I will come back at the end of the interview and kind of wrap it up a little bit. Plus we'll have a, a special little song from uh, Rick Moyer to sort of tie things up. So look forward to that after the interview. So stay tuned. And here we go into uh, the interview with Cheris and Ona. just do the the voice if that's okay yeah, that yeah, sounds sure. fun. good so how are you two well um i'm pretty bad have exams <laughs> oh no oh no that's Ona. i don't have exams because i'm i haven't started uni full-time again yet i work full-time at the moment until next semester so you're sort of between classes then or between semesters um, between degrees. Between degrees, yeah. I finished a degree and I'm going back to do postgraduate work. So well, that's, uh, you must, you must love school then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about loving school. It's more about hating work. Oh, okay. All right. I can understand that. I can understand. Now, now who, I, you have to tell me which one of you, who I'm talking to so I can, uh, I, you know, I go ahead. I'm, I'm Charis, which is, um, Chucky. And, um, so I'm, at the moment, doing full-time work and will be going back next semester to university. And Ona is currently plugging the computer into the wall, but okay. she's got the exams tomorrow. Yep. I um, do finance at the moment. It's very boring, and I'm going to quit and go to med school, which is entirely more exciting. Yeah, it's, it's uh, my, my actually, I have a son who is thinking of medical school. So to give you an idea, I'm, I must be relatively old then to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have any sons that we know of. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm young, I'm young at heart at least, I, I think. So, uh, but, uh, well, I, I just wanted to start off and just, you know, say I really thank you for taking some time to, uh, to talk and we'll get into, uh, 
get into things. I don't know. Are you uh, just before we really get started? Do you are you pressed for time, or do you have you know something going on? I, what is it? Morning for you, right? So um, yeah, it's morning. We probably should have around like fifteen minutes or so, or a bit longer. Okay. All right. Well, if that's um, then let's just get into it. I guess. Um, uh, sure. Just to, uh, I'll just. Uh, there are a few things I, I kind of had in mind to ask you, but uh, I'll, I think I'll let you do most of the talking. Just sort of ask you a few questions, if that uh, sounds good to you. Sure, that's fine. Okay, I'm just going to. Uh, I'm recording this, and I, it's going to go out uh, on a podcast in a couple of days. And I, I thought it would be fun to talk to you. Uh, I saw your photos and. They were sort of popping up on a few Star Trek websites and things like that, and I, I thought it would be interesting to just get uh, get some questions about you know the photo set and what you know how you got started doing that and that kind of thing. Okay, um, well, it's more. I mean, the Star Trek ones themselves was was more owner than myself because she's probably more of the, the Star Trek fan, but I sort of got dragged along for the ride. Um, but it was kind of fun. I liked making the costumes and everything. Yeah. I think the, probably the way we started it was we did a couple of overseas trips and we have this unfortunate thing of taking too much clothing and doing like kind of crazy shifts. Like we did some at Delphi in Greece dressed up as, you know, kind of ancient Greek women and all that sort of thing. And it just pretty much led on from there. So once we got a bit better at photography, we started doing shoots when we got back to Australia. So that you, so the, you, you said earlier that Ona was the more Star Trek fan of the two of you. Could you uh, could you kind of tell me a little bit about that? And are you a fan of like the original Star Trek series, or the later ones, or the movies, or or what? Uh, and what um, parts of it? When I was a little girl, I used to always um, stay up late to watch the Next Generation. Ah, <laughs> okay. I actually had to like go to sleep and have a bit of a nap before getting up to watch it at eleven at night. Um, and so I loved that. And then I had a bit of a break. Then I got into Voyager, but then decided I completely hated it because they had the worst relationships. I mean, like Tom and Bellana, I thought that was so daft. And then that whole thing with Seven and Chakotay was ridiculous. Yeah, they never really seemed <laughs> I to... I what I'm talking about. <laughs> they never seemed to really figure out on that show who they wanted to put together with who. And... Yes, I kind of despised that show towards the end. <laughs> Um, and I really, I don't like Enterprise. I think it's really dumb. I love DS9. Okay. But then, like, just before we went overseas, I burnt a lot of original Star Trek and just started watching that instead of doing studies over at our university in England. So oh, really okay. Good. So you actually saw the later series, and then you went back and watched the original series with, you know, Kirk, Spock, and all the rest. Yeah, well, definitely, because, I mean... Our television in Australia is pretty limited, so they never really showed the original series on TV. Okay. So just until, like, I started using the internet a lot that I started getting a bit more exposure to the original series. But it's definitely my favorite. It's so much better than all the rest. Well, that's interesting. That, I, I'm uh, glad, kind of in a way glad to hear that, especially since you started watching the, the later ones. That's a little different, although I, I know people, uh, people these days, a lot of people that I know, got into like the star trek next generation and then went back and watched like you said the original series so that's uh i think that's a little more common i guess i, I kind of grew up on reruns of the original and then watched the later ones as they all came out as uh you know each few years a new one would pop up so which one's your favorite 
Oh, probably the original, I guess, just because that was the one I grew up with and watched first. And you can't really beat Captain Kirk, I don't think, so at least yeah. for me. And it was just, like, so much more idealistic. And, like, I kind of like pretentious TV shows that have all those overarching social themes, so it's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, and I always like the things I like, at least on entertainment and television, are things that are far, you know, fairly far removed from, like, regular everyday. I, you get enough regular everyday reality, and I, I, I like to watch things that are sort of hopeful and, you know, not... Uh, <laughs> I don't really want to watch another, you know, lawyer drama or medical drama. But uh but yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff that I enjoy. Now now Cheris, you you're not really into Star Trek or or this kind of thing much? Um well, no, like I I guess in terms of if it was I'd probably say I was more into Star Wars than Star Trek. So oh, sort of that sort of traitor. issue that, that always comes up. So if anyone bring up sci-fi, I would probably but I'm more, I mean, like, I don't know, Star Trek. But you've seen some episodes I've of the original, s- haven't you? I have. You've showed me quite a few of them, but it's just, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I actually <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one but of those like, fans that likes both Star Trek and Star Wars. I, I know sometimes it seems like the, the fans out there, there's there's the Star Trek fans and then there are the Star Wars fans. and But I, I enjoy both of them I, I for different reasons, so I can understand I, uh I can understand you liking it. I would say that I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I wouldn't try and get into the relationships involved. I didn't really like episodes two or three at all. How could you like episode one? Because I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay, which means I'm not a a true Star Wars fan. But I'm not a true Star Wars fan. I despise it. Well, I'm all. I just like the (laughs) the originals the most. I mean, the prequels had some interesting parts in them, but. You know, I I don't know the the first three you know that came out not 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 episodes one two and three but I guess four five and six to me are just classic you know fun movies to watch. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, but it was a sort of a similar thing to Ona. I mean, I I watched episode one first and then went back and watched episodes really? four five. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So we're not going to see any like Star Wars costume pictures uh, of the two of you anytime in the. I want to go into a lake one day, maybe, but. Right. Yeah, I, I really love. I, I just think I don't know. There's some really fantastic costumes in Star Wars that would be brilliant oh, to new, recreate. The new Star Wars. I mean, Princess. I mean, what is Queen Amidala's costume? <laughs> She's not a princess. Don't yeah, mind if me. you like to wear big things on your head, at least, and and yeah, yeah. Well, like some of the the ones that go out um, out to the sides um, with all the the beads coming down. I think that was one particular dress we were looking at, but uh, that would involve. The new a lot of time yeah. to recreate that costume, I imagine. You just it was one of the little the white things. outfit she wore in like mostly in the second episode, you know, the the one in the I uh, the oh. white one. It was one of the purpley blue ones that I liked. Okay. But um it's, it looks a bit like a kimono. It's it's the outfit of one of the new queens of Naboo. The girl that was in that whale movie. Oh, okay. Oh. Right. She's from New Zealand, and she played one of the new queens, okay. and it was just this really intricate costume. Um, it was like a kimono, and then it was a huge headdress with, like, hundreds and hundreds of strings of beads hanging down, like, framing her face. Yeah, yeah. yeah those costumes are quite elaborate. I mean, I always, when I always saw them on screen, it just didn't seem like, you know, she Padme would go into her closet in the morning and pull one of those out and say, yeah, I'm going to wear this today and walk around a lot and, 
It just it was it a just... hairstyle that I thought. You know, she walks into a room and walks out and, and has this elaborate hairstyle that would have taken hours and hours to yeah, put together. I'm glad you're the hairstyling <laughs> one of this duo. Yeah, yeah owner does it... makeup usually, and I usually have to do our hair. Okay. And I'm quite... Yeah. <laughs> and do you both work on the costumes then together? And I was interested in, in did you do all the costuming for the for the Star Trek pictures, or did you have any help with that, or what kind of patterns did you go off of for those? Um, for the- we did it all ourselves. The only stuff I got, I got the pattern from I think it's Katara Eight on eBay. Okay. And um, the braids we also got from her as well. But apart yeah. from that, it was all our own work. And owner had no problems with it. I don't. I don't like patterns so much. I have a tendency not to be able to follow them. So, I had a lot of problems with my sleeve length wow, as a result so of weird. that. So easy. <laughs> Whereas um, one of the costumes we did previously, which was the Woad series, uh, which involved a lot of leather work and a lot of leather yeah, braiding. Yeah, well, that wasn't really clothing, wasn't it? Was no, like it, belt straps yeah. tied together. But having said that, I mean, that wasn't following any patterns as such. It was more following pictures from um, um, Kira Knightley from King Arthur. So I had a lot more fun doing that because I didn't actually have to specifically follow a pattern. I was quite stressed out for that. I just spent the whole first week before it going, oh, my God, I'm not as anorexic as Karen Knightley. This sucks. <laughs> well, she, yeah, she, she, she needs to eat a little bit more, at least from, from my point of view. I mean, it almost looks a little scary sometimes. But uh, now I, I just I should have asked this sooner, but I, I'm not sure which of you play the different, you know, are in the different pictures. I know. One of you is is playing the sort of like I guess you could call it a uh, normal crew person, not a Vulcan, not an Andorian. Charis. That's Charis. Okay. Uh, I always want to paint myself blue and do ridiculous things like okay, that. So, okay, so so Ona is the is the Vulcan and the blue Andorian, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that you, you um, it's it's kind of interesting. I had to look at the pictures for a while, but. Your, your makeup, uh, the blue makeup and all of that, which it is all makeup, right? It, it's not, you didn't do that like in digitally or anything, the blue. Oh, the, that would be cheating. Makeup. Yeah, that's what I thought. It looks pretty, it looks very good, but you have to look very closely. I said, that looks like it's the same person. And I didn't realize the Vulcan, that you were Ono playing the both the Vulcan and Dorian. And I, I showed the pictures to a couple other people and they said, no, that's not the same person. I said, yeah, look at the eyes. And. <laughs> And uh, it, it's a you know which I think that shows a lot of your makeup talents to make you look that different in those you know in those set of pictures. Did you yeah, spend a lot of time creating the the blue look for uh, the Andorian part? Um, how long did it take? Probably didn't take that long. About I mean, you were only about half an hour, forty five minutes putting on the actual blue, and then to put your little highlights over the top of it. I mean, yeah, it's pretty damn simple. I mean, like, you put on one coat kind of roughly and then you wait for it to dry. You put on a second coat that you're just a bit more careful with. You put on some sealer and then you're pretty much done. You just have to do your normal makeup. So, well, it's, it's pretty it's, easy. You did a really uh, excellent job. I mean, it looks very, you know, that blue color has got to be pretty hard to to match. And I think you did a pretty good job compared to what they looked like on, like, the TV show and that. So uh, uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> A hard thing well, to do. I, I like to think I did a better job than yeah. Enterprise, at least. I hate the Endorians on Enterprise with their strange well, you know, images you know, different moving forwards. It's funny that you, uh, <laughs> that you mentioned that, but somebody had mentioned something like, oh, she got the antenna wrong. And I said, oh, no, she didn't. 
she got them the way they looked on the original show. She did the Andorians like they were they looked in the original Star Trek, not like on Enterprise. And now I know why. You didn't like the new ones. No, I don't like them at all. They're just not the same. They don't even have that strange voice that they have on the original. And um Now how did you do like, the, the, the wig and the antennae? Did you just make those yourselves or buy the wig or the wigs from a place online, and um, and she made the antenna, and then sort of they're they're attached together underneath with a headband. And the unfortunate thing with I I wore it two weeks later to a party to a sci-fi party, and owner painted me blue for that, um, which wasn't such a good idea. It's blue people don't actually work so well at parties and social sure situations. They do. Um, but um, it sits the, the headband sits right on your temples. Oh, so, okay. So it's okay for a couple of hours, but then after that, it's like, no, we got to get know, rid it of it. It gives you a complete migraine. I think, like, next time I dress up as an Dorian, I have to find a better solution to that. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I've done a few costume things in the past, and I know what you mean, just from myself and even talking to other people. Anytime you wear something on your head, whether it's a mask or a helmet or or anything, a wig. It, it does start to really, you don't realize it, and then after a couple of hours, you wonder why your head is pounding so much. <laughs> yeah, that's so No, much. I realized from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Now, the, um, the, the place that you did the pictures at, can you tell me a, a little bit about that? What, uh, why did you choose that place, and, and were the people looking at you strangely when you were running around, <laughs> or was it empty? It looks pretty empty, but uh, I don't know if you had to wait for people to walk by or... Our, our first shoot that we did, it was actually pretty full because I think we did it on a Sunday. So, and it might have been a public holiday as yeah, well. Yeah, I think so it was a public holiday. There was, was lots, lots of families picnicking, and unfortunately, we just like gone out the night before, and it was also about forty-five degree heat because so. it was in um in around November or December, the first series that we did when Owen yep. was the Vulcan. So it was midsummer here, and um, we had originally just thought that we were gonna have an early start to the day but um by the time we'd done our hair and makeup and got everything ready it was about midday so it was brilliant for the shots you got really really crazy I mean I'm not sure what you just said <laughs> you got really crazy um photos with it because I mean it almost is like there is two suns but um we nearly passed out as a result of it yeah plus I had accidentally cut my underpants wrong on the wrong grain <laughs> and right. so the first time I bent over they split in half Uh-oh. Uh-oh. the mini skirt was not very good yeah, and the amount of people that were in the park but most people sort of give you a little bit of space because they're just so confused with what you're doing there so um, that's why we're able to get so many I mean all the pictures obviously with no other people in them now and the second Sorry? Go did back. you have to ask the, the, the place to do this, or did you just sort of show up and, and go uh, at it? You just sort of rocked up there. You don't really <laughs> need any permission anywhere in Australia, as long as it's like kind of public property yeah. rather than private. And what what is the name of that park or that place again? What is it called that you were at? It's Mount Cutha Botanical Gardens. Okay. All right. And I'm a... From where we live. Now, did you did you bring? I mean, obviously, you brought along someone to take these pictures, or was it one? No, and we did the pictures as well. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, yeah. It's just the two of us. So, so you set um, up a little tripod and, and exactly. Wow, I'm 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 very impressed that you did all of that yourself <laughs> and didn't have somebody along to, you know, you would go over and stand there and then they would take the picture. You 
you brought a little tripod and the cameras. What kind of uh, what kind of camera do you use for the pictures? Or um, the first shoot we used a 350D, but now we've got a Canon 40D, which is a lot better. The only problem with that is the second shoot we did, and that's when Ona is blue. Um, we have a remote control usually, obviously, so the shots that we're together in um, are a lot easier to create. Uh, and the new camera and the old remote control aren't compatible. So we got halfway through the shoot, started to do the uh, photos with the two of us off the, with the two of us in it together, and found out that um, that the remote control wouldn't work. So that then involved setting up the shot, pressing it on timer, and then running running to the over. Position. Running over. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was okay. embarrassing. <laughs> now, what about some of the other things I noticed when I, I was looking through the photos earlier? The um, you, you've got phasers and tricorders, which from since I'm into this, you know, Star Trek and do this podcast and stuff, I, I recognize pretty much those look like they're just off-the-shelf toys, right? Yeah, they're just Playmates. I apologize for the Playmates tricorder and the fact that it's so small, but we didn't really have the money to buy a $400 replica. So I, I refused out of $400 replica. Well, you just need I to... Said, I just said, but they're coming out with a cheap yeah. one this year. Yeah, so. I was about to say that. You just need to wait a few months and do another <laughs> shoot because they're they're coming out right. The the Diamond people, the Diamond Select, is, they've done a phaser and now a communicator at the full size, and they're got a, they have a tricorder in a few months, so you'll be all set then. And not not four hundred dollars, more like uh, I think forty or so U.S. dollars. So, so yeah. that'll be better. Well, that'll be good then. It was just sort of at the time. I think we'd just because we'd just done one of the other shoots before, so we'd gotten all the Lord of the Rings swords. So that was a bit of an outlay, and then to then get all the tricorder and um, communicator and everything. But I really like the communicator. I know it's a toy, yeah, the but it's really cute. Great, except for the fact that I dropped it and broke it about five minutes after we got it. <laughs> Yeah, that, that yeah, that, uh, I know from from those, you know, those little delicate items like that don't hold up very well when you drop them. Now, I thought I read somewhere on, I think it was on DeviantArt where your site is and the pictures, it said something like these photos were commissioned. Does that mean somebody basically said, hey, I'd like you know, you two to do a Star Trek shoot? Or how, Can you explain that a little bit? Um, well, what happened was because we'd already done the first shoot and then we had a lot of, I mean, we got a lot of messages of people saying, hey, you should do this or you should do that. Um, and we'd already decided sort of that we were going to do a second um, Star Trek shoot because Ona wanted to be an Andorian. And um, we had, what's his name? I'm having a mind blank. Torkal. Torkal contacted us and said there was particular sort of, he really liked the series, but he wanted to sort of focus on some kind of storybook or something, and he needed dead some... Dead red shirts. Dead red shirts. He needed pictures of us dead. <laughs> um, and so we said, well, you know, that that's something we can do. And he said, you know, um, he'd be happy to give us a little bit of money towards it. So, okay. I mean, we, we were happy to do that. And, um, and he also said that he didn't have a problem if we put the pictures still up online for everybody else to use. Yeah, so, which was quite good of him, I thought. Yeah, I mean, it worked really well um, because we were doing it anyway, but we probably wouldn't have... I mean, because the shots that we're dead in 
involved us both being in the shot. They're a little bit more complicated to do with the setup of the camera. So, right, and they're probably uh, not something uh, you know you would normally have done just on your own. You know, looking, you know, laying on the ground is probably not yeah. something you know when you're you go through all the effort of making the costumes and you know you do your makeup and all that, and then you're <laughs> laying there in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, I mean, you it was get fun, a lot of ideas. Yeah. I mean, because you don't always think of everything yourself. So if you just get commissions or suggestions, then you just, like, cover a lot of ground that you probably wouldn't have covered otherwise. Yes, yeah. because, I mean, it's just thinking sort of outside the square. I mean, we were so busy thinking about what we were going to do that it just never occurred to us. I mean, so many people said, obviously, you're red shirts, you know, we know what's going to happen to them, <laughs> but um, we hadn't really thought to do actually pictures of us. Yeah, next yeah. time we do a red yeah. shirt, I want to do some FX makeup but... and like have Charis awfully bruised and bloody <laughs> lying in some ditch. Brilliant. It was mostly though the guys, it was always the guy red shirts that got, got zapped or something, you know, mostly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Uhura always wore a red uniform and she she survived the whole thing and went on to do movies, so uh, so I don't know, the, the girls in red shirts, they, they usually did okay, so... Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah. but um, oh, the shots were terrible to do though, just in terms of especially because we had to do them on the 10 second timer instead of actually just with a remote control. So they involved one of the times, um, I sort of went to fall backwards over a rock and I thought Ona was going to catch me. <laughs> I was going to catch her, it's just that I found it so funny, I was pissing myself laughing. So she didn't catch me and I landed right there on the ground. I, I, I don't think that picture made it up because it's just both of us yeah, laughing. Yeah, it would have been pretty horrifically painful. Yeah. But we still both laugh, so that's it, okay. It was pretty painful. <laughs> that's all right. It was pretty painful when you punched me in the face and broke my nose. Yeah. At the shoot she did that? No, not at the shoot. That was a completely different thing. Oh, okay. Trapped. All right. <laughs> hopefully that, hopefully that <laughs> wasn't... Uh... Broke, no, break her nose. You it nearly broke my nose. Bloody. Very, very bloody. It's on video, thankfully, so I can show everyone. You've got, you've got evidence. Well, I really like some of the photos, especially inside the, the garden. It really uh, looks, for somebody who's never been there like myself, it looks very sort of alien and, and otherworldly. Did you spend a lot of time kind of, kind of just, you know, walking around the place before you did the shoot of figuring out the different shots you were going to do? Or, or how did you go about that part of it? Was it... You just sort of went there and just sort of went for it, or did you plan it out a lot? Go for it, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, you just go there and see, you know, what the photos look like as we're walking through. We don't really plan anything. Yeah, it's <laughs> so just sort of, you pretty much just get there, and you can see straight up that would make a fantastic shot or something like that. Um, I know in some of the, the second shoot we did, I think we, we realized after we'd done it that there was actually a bench in the background that was really frustrating because we didn't notice it when we were taking Piece of the shots. In your shots. Yeah, no. Sometimes there's little things that we miss, but um, but as a general rule, um, it's just pretty much look and and shoot it. Yeah. No, it's all right. There's always Photoshop if we as, miss too much. Yeah, especially I mean at Mount Kutha, there's there's just so many amazing shots in all directions. I mean the the dome and. Um, what was the other thing? The planetarium. They're also both at Mount Kutha. I mean, it's just it's very wacky botanical gardens that seem to have everything that we needed. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. really yeah, it's an amazing, really great spot to take some pictures like that. It's uh, very, very impressive. Uh, did you do that in just each of your the two different Star Trek series? Was that just one day's worth of, of photography for each one? In, yeah. 
Oh, well, what do I mean? The first like, one was about two hours of photography. Yeah, two or three hours. Um, because we nearly passed out. Um, oh, so okay, we had great. To stop. <laughs> um, and that, yeah, that was the one where Ona was a Vulcan. And then the second one was probably a little bit more, maybe. Oh, I guess maybe four hours. Four hours. You can't. Time, you yeah. lose track of time. So assuming you don't feel bad, you can just go for hours and hours and just not notice it really. Yeah. Now is that is that location fairly close to where you where you live, or is it a long a long journey there? Minutes. Ten fifteen minutes by oh, okay. car. Okay. It's it's pretty close by. Yeah. It's kind of outlived its usefulness a bit. So I think the next shoots that we're going to do are probably out in the outback, which will be involve a couple of days driving. Yeah. So that'll be a little bit more. Well, I've never together. been to Australia, but everything I've seen in television and movies that seems to me, you know, there's and there's been a lot of films at least, especially in the last maybe ten years or so. There's a lot of locations it seems like that look alien and sort of otherworldly out in the outback, like you said. And you know, they've done a lot of photography, I think, out there and for different films. Maybe you'll run yeah. into Mad Max or Mel Gibson or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, we are going to do a post-apocalyptic shoot, so that should turn out pretty cool. Oh, you're not going to make yourselves up as zombies, are you, or anything like that, no? Uh, not sure. Not at this stage. I mean, I don't know. That it was more. Might do charas like that. <laughs> I've just got a bit of a crazy leather and cloth tatty outfit, pretty much with a spear. So but... we're thinking more Mad Max post-apocalyptic than. But not as eighties. No, not as no, no puppy sleeves. Or no. Like so. so... <laughs> Kind of fading back and maybe, you know, closing it out a little bit. What what originally got you started, not just on the Star Trek photos, but I saw, you know, you did the other ones of sort of a, a medieval setting and that uh, did. And you mentioned, I think, again, on DeviantArt about, uh, you know, a way to maybe make a little money, help pay for your schooling. And that was that it or was it just. Oh, a, uh, no, no, no. It's not to pay for the schooling at all. Um, when we were saying sort of make a bit of money was just in the sense of not actually make any money, just cover the costs of our props and stuff like sure. that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think it would have started probably in 2005 or yeah. 2006. Like I said, when we when went we're to in Greece. Greece. Oh. And we did a lot of photos there, like dressed up in kaidans, which are what the ancient Greek women wore. Because, I mean, we both met at university. We both study ancient Greek history, um, or did now own a studies finance, and I'm about to study PR. So it's a little bit different fields to, um, to move into. But um, we just really, really enjoyed dressing up in, in strange outfits and taking photos, with, I mean, with brilliant backdrops and I mean, when we were at, we got photos or we took photos of each other at Delphi in these outfits. So, um, and when we went, we went to Egypt and took photos in, in some of the crazy places out there. Yeah, or, you lose your sense of embarrassment a lot yeah. in all these crazy locations with, you know, hundreds of people staring at you yeah. in strange costumes. And we did it, we also did it at, um, it was probably the, the real thing that made us, I think for me, want to do it back home was um was in Persepolis in Iran so because we did again um what are the ones with the rats called what are they called the Tanagra statuette Tanagra statuette sort of type pictures um at Persepolis and so just the idea of getting an amazing backdrop and amazing costumes and getting the photos at the end of them and then we got back yeah, it seems uh, it, seems, it uh, seems like you've hit upon something that's a lot of fun to do, and and you get to, uh, you know, explore some areas that maybe you wouldn't have done anyway. I've always, you know, thought Greece is another place that looks great to, you know, visit, and all the the ancient structures there. I took a lot of art history in college when I was going, and it's it's always 
been one of the places I really want to visit sometime. And, you know, that kind of backdrop just really seems, like you said, to lend itself to that that kind of photography and work. And has anyone ever approached you to do this sort of more, I guess you could call it professionally, you know, to use, uh, you know, some of what you've taken, either maybe some shots you've already done or or ask you to do a particular shoot for something? Has that, you know, brought anything along those lines for you? Uh, we are going to have our photos featured in Geek Monthly, I think, in September or oh, so. possibly. I mean, yeah, that's, but that's... apart from that, pretty much... Not really. I mean, we, it's it's sort of more something that we've done as, as a side project for fun, so we haven't really taken it seriously. Mm-hmm. So, I mean in the sense of actually thinking of it as a profession. Um, But, I mean, we'll see what the future holds. Obviously, it's a lot of fun. We both enjoy doing it. and I mean, it's something we could do. It's just sort of... Yeah, I mean, like, we've got a couple more commissions lined up, like, from the same guy as well, but, I mean, nothing beyond really DeviantArt. Yeah, and it's... I've also found sometimes when you take something that you really enjoy and that's fun and then you have to... If you do sort of get pulled into <laughs> doing it. Job. Yeah, yeah that's then true. it becomes I mean, a job just... and maybe it's not as much fun. Yeah, no, definitely. It's great to just do it whenever you feel like on the weekend. But I think if you had that pressure of having a deadline to have something done, if you had like a lot of other people controlling what the final images should look like, then it might get a bit stressful. Yeah, yeah I, agree, I agree. Sort of and I, you get to do, do what, what you, you what you want to do also. You know, you don't really have to answer to anyone. I, I'm just so impressed and so shocked about the fact that you did both the, the – you were in the pictures and took them both. I just never would have believed that. That's the biggest shock for me. I, I, I thought for sure you would have dragged along a, a boyfriend or somebody or something to, you know, here, hold the camera, take the pictures. Yeah, well, next time we definitely will take yeah. someone along just to see like, – I mean, we've done so many shoots on our own, it'll be good to have, you know, the different experience of actually having a photographer this time. Yeah. So, I guess that the main reason probably up until now why we haven't brought anyone along is just um, we did notice when we were, when we were travelling a couple of times we'd have someone along and you've got to be really one of those, a person who's really in the mood to take photos um, for extended periods of time and the people that we've been with haven't really enjoyed it so much so i mean we don't we don't want to drag somebody along who's not gonna want it plus you don't want take, like awful photos you yeah. gotta make sure they're a good photographer otherwise yeah, that's true true I mean, true. true yeah i can understand yeah unless you've got somebody who's who's into it like you are you know that would enjoy enjoy it obviously when there's only one of you in the picture it's not so bad you know the other one is taking it then but when it's both of you in there it's uh and I actually, when I looked through the photos the first time when I found it, that your site there on DeviantArt, I, and again, because because of the, you know, the, the makeup situation, I thought, well, there's three of you. And then I kept reading, oh, no, there's only two of you. Okay, well, I don't understand. And then I looked closer. Do you get a lot of that? Do, do, do you get a lot of people saying, hey, where, who's the third person? Do you get that a little bit because of... Uh, Playing both the the Vulcan and the Romulan was was just both uh, Ono. I don't know. We do get some people, but we do get a much more the people saying who took the photography. Yeah, we always get people saying who's the photographer oh, or okay. um, yeah. who has the the copyright of the images or something like that. And it's like, well, I mean, we do because yeah, and we, we also them. get asked a lot like who made our costumes, which kind yeah. of offends me a bit because we always make our own. Like we never yeah. purchase them pre-made. Or well, that one I, I mean, I, I think I wigs. 
purchase. But yeah, you wrote that. Isn't that right up on DeviantArt? I thought that there's something up there about that you did there's, the costumes. Maybe there's plenty of write ups. So I, I think people. I mean, I. I'm, Maybe I they'll believe you. Maybe they Yeah, you get a lot of people asking the same question over and over again. Yeah. So. So in especially on DeviantArt in the comments, if somebody actually asks a question, we try and reply to it, but just it would just take up too much time, just trying to reply to everything. So um, but God knows some people do. I don't know how they yeah. manage it. I mean, I, I don't know how. I've I've seen other people's DeviantArt sites and they really reply to absolutely everything, and I've just well, there is, so there are I think a lot of people on there that that tend to that is almost their job or their life. You know, people that are really. It sounds like you have a very busy busy lives. <laughs> Besides this, this is more of just sort of a little fun that you have sometimes. And for for somebody that's like a professional artist, maybe even, yeah, they could sit there probably a few hours each day and answer all their comments. But I know yeah, what I you mean you. about, you know, being busy with other things. And, and I've got a lot of different interests like that, too, that just there's limited time always and only so many hours to do these things. But did you, is DeviantArt the only place that people can see your work? I'll, I'll link that up when I... When I mentioned, you know, that I've talked to the two of you, but is there exactly. any, is that the, the only? Yeah, I mean, like, I really want to set up a blog at some stage because, I mean, we do so much travel and, like, so much other stuff that I'd like to have a page to kind of consolidate it all instead of just having DNR. Right. Yeah. Probably a blog in the future. It's just at this stage. I mean, um, Ona was at university full-time and I was I had a full-time well, Up until next week, I have a full-time job or had had for the last year that... That really took a lot of my time up so we just it was more just really a side project and we'd upload stuff yeah. when we plus, could plus we lived in different cities so yeah. it's pretty hard to like get together and try and organize stuff like that right i can understand well there's a lot of uh you know from someone who does a lot of things on the internet now and website and things like that there's a lot of very easy you know free blog services if you ever if you ever do put something up like that please you know shoot me an email let me know and i'll i'll try to let people know and you know, maybe send some visitors your way. It's um, it's very you know within a short period of time you can get something up and going pretty easily these days. So, oh well, we've both um run sites previously for various things, but it's just as in various fandom things, but not not anything that was actually yeah. solely I'll, related I'll, to us. I'll leave the task to you while I go to Fiji. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate your time. I, we'll just kind of wrap it up, and uh, I just wanted to say, you know, thanks. And uh, I'm sure everyone will be visiting now. I, I get quite a few listeners each week, so hopefully, you send a few more people your way. I know that you're selling some some of prints of some of the photos, right? Oh, not really. I mean, we put it up as prints because um, my aunt has stuff on DeviantArt as well, and she said, "Oh, you should put some of your stuff up as print." So if we actually click that button, it goes up as a print. Otherwise, yeah, it's mostly when people request it. Yeah. Well, they're but, uh, uh, they're great. They're great pictures, and um, I, I just uh, I think people are, are really impressed, and they'll you know after they hear some of the things you have to say. I just can't get over that somebody was not there taking the pictures. <laughs> Oh, I'm just shocked. Yeah. It's very, very impressive. I, I've done a few things like that myself, and I know how hard it is to just, you know, you push that little timer button and then you run over. Yeah. And you're supposed to look but, just right. I, I would have again never be- believed that you could have gotten in such, you know, good positions and all the little yeah. action but shots. I'm impressed with how they turned out. I mean, usually what would happen is. Um, one person would be standing over in the place and would leave a stick in the place where the other person had to stand and then ah, run back to it. 
like like uh, <laughs> hitting your marks or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'd ha- you need to see it. I mean, especially the ones that were um, sort of. Um, I'm using. I think the is that the tricorder. Phaser. No, the tricorder. The thing that. The thing that, that looks like a purse. Like, yeah. Tricorder. That one. Yeah, I'm using that, and and when you're in blue and you're standing closer to the. Um, closer to the camera, and they were to do with the depth. So those ones, it was really important that we hit our marks because otherwise we'd be outside the frame. Mm. But, but it'll um, be good to have a, a third person as photographer just to focus a bit more on acting. Like, I mean, if you're running from behind the camera, it's a bit hard to, like, kind of, you know, try and get in the zone of what your character's doing. Yeah, get the right facial expression yeah. and the right, um, the right stance and everything. But, but so far they've worked yeah. out. But, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to ask one last thing. Yeah. I, I just re- recalled there was one thing. Are you excited uh, about the uh, the Star Trek movie that will be out in about a year or so? Have you heard much about that over there? Hell yeah! Like I'm looking forward to it so much because like Carl Urban's going to be. Yeah, Carl Urban's yeah. going to be Doctor McCoy. Okay, <laughs> I'm yeah, a big Carl Urban fan, so that's why I'll be yeah, seeing it. Yeah, is he from? Where is he from again? Australia or New Zealand? <laughs> He's from New Zealand, but he played Emma in Lord of the Rings, and I'm right. really, we're both really big Lord of the Rings fans. But yeah, he's like, going to be Bones. He's going to be Doctor McCoy. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be a great McCoy. It'll be <laughs> awesome. I don't know. Star Trek's just needed to be revitalized so much. I mean, Berman just let it go to hell completely. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a lot of uh, he doesn't have a lot of fans anymore. I don't think. And uh, I, yeah, they they do need uh, some new new ideas and new blood in it, and it it's looking pretty good so far. So. Uh, J.J. Abrams, is uh, he does some good stuff. So uh, I know everyone over here that's a Star Trek fan is really looking forward to it. It's, it's too bad we've got to wait a whole year almost still. But, uh, <laughs> it's ages away, isn't it? June 2009 or something. Yeah. Now, have you, either of you visited the United States, or do you plan to ever? Um, I plan to go over at some point and try and help with <laughs> Phase 2 because I've been talking to one of the producers, and he's, like, been interested in our photos and our makeup and that sort of thing so we pretty much got an invitation to go and take part in that so i'd love to do that sometime oh I'd yeah like they do some great crazy. stuff james Colley and those guys that used to be yeah. well it used to be called new voyages now it's it's called phase two but yeah they've i've really enjoyed their work too and they seem to be a great bunch and he's even uh he got himself a cameo james Colley into the uh in the star trek movie so there's uh That's it's so nice jealous. that they they got a chance to do that yeah but, like, I'm really looking forward to the new episode, Blood and Fire. I think it should be really cool. Yeah, I haven't even really heard when that's supposed to be coming out. I, I haven't seen a date or anything. Do you know? Um, well, I spoke to, I think he's called Greg, a couple of weeks ago, and he said about a month, so it should be pretty soon. Good. I hope that wasn't Good. meant to be a secret or anything. <laughs> uh, well, that's all right. There's no right, real no. secrets on the Internet anyway or anything like that. It was an I heard anyway. Perhaps yeah. it would be this. <laughs> was nothing definite about it, but yeah. <laughs> well, again, just uh, stay on the line just for a second, but I'm just going to stop the recording, and I just wanted to just chat a little more uh, informally for a second, and then I'll just uh, we'll wrap it up. But thanks very much, uh, both of you. No problem. It was no lovely chatting great with you. Great to speak <laughs> to you. come from a land down
Well, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to that interview as much as I enjoyed doing it uh, and talking to Cheris and Ona. Thanks again to uh, to them for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, if you want to uh, see their photography, uh, these Star Trek photos that we've been talking about, you just go over to DeviantArt, uh, the the main website that they or the user ID they use over there is called Chona Stock, C-H-O-N-A-S-T-O-C-K. So you go to chonastock.deviantart.com slash gallery. I'll, I'll link all that in the podcast notes, like I said, but if you're... Uh, if you happen to be listening and you're at your computer, if you just go to deviantart.com and then look up the user ID Chona Stuck, you should be able to find them. And again, it'll be linked in the podcast notes for this week. But thanks uh, so much, Cheris and Ona. I really appreciate talking to you, and maybe we can do it again sometime. Okay, to uh, sort of finish off this uh, show uh, and. I'll wrap this up and look at uh, sort of Star Trek and Starfleet uniforms. Our good friend of the show, uh, Rick Moyer, sent in a uh, his little musical tribute to Star Trek uniforms and a little music and song by he his own hand. And, you know, he always does such great stuff. So anyway, I should just uh, shut up and let Rick take it away. So here's his song, song called uh, Starfleet Uniforms. When I was a kid, I watched this show. It was full of people that would boldly go. But not many people cared for science fiction. Their five-year mission, they went before. Impulse, standstill, and warp factor four. But I really, really wanted their uniform. Starfleet uniforms. Starfleet uniforms, Starfleet uniforms, uniforms. On TOS, go blue and red, but if you were an extra, that meant you were dead. And the girls, they all wore mini skirts in rare form. If you were Kirk, and fighting the Gorn every week your shirt would be torn but week after week we'd still come back for the uniforms Starfleet uniforms Starfleet uniforms Starfleet uniforms uniforms well in TNG they kept pulling them down, and in later years they enlarged their gowns. Deanna was asked by Captain Jellico to go norm. Remember Picard and Darmok, they wrote, introduced his cool new away team coat, and somehow Worf's hair would grow with his uniform. Starfleet uniforms. Starfleet uniforms, Starfleet uniforms, uniforms. On Deep Space Nine, not like the others, they fooled us all and flip-flopped the colors and aliens wore cool suits like our friend Morn. 
Cisco may have shaved his head, but Odo shifted his clothes instead, and Kira wore a tight red uniform. Starfleet uniforms, Starfleet uniforms, Starfleet uniforms, uniforms. That leaves us with just two to go, Voyager and Archer show, seven of nine into Paul in those catsuits they wore. Running around in their underwear cute, always in their matching blue jumpsuits, Every show had a slightly different uniform. Starfleet uniforms, Starfleet uniforms, Starfleet uniforms, uniforms, Starfleet uniforms. Oh, that was a uh, great work there, Rick. I really like that uh, that tune. Uh, you put a lot of uh, thought into these things, and uh, I really appreciate it. And you uh, sending in that for this special podcast today. So, thanks again, Rick. Appreciate it. And oh, uh, shout out to uh, Nathan. Nathan just graduated uh, both uh, from high school and from college. Uh, got a degree uh, from college as well. So congrats to Nathan, Rick Moyer's son, who you guys usually hear as the the duo of the father and son uh, review team when the Moyers send in their take on whatever happens to be the Star Trek episode we're looking at for the week. So congrats, Nathan. Well, folks, that's it for this week. No uh, collectible review, no real time, long show anyway. Uh, but again, I, I really enjoyed the interview. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Next week, we'll be back with uh, a more a regular, a typical show. I think I'm going to be looking at a Voyager episode. It's been a while since we covered a Voyager one. So that will be on next week's podcast. Look on the main site for which episode it will be. I'll have that up shortly as well. So until then, take care. I will talk to you again next time. This is Rico signing off for this week. For information on Trex and Sci-Fi, visit the Trex and Sci-Fi website at www.trexinsci-fi.com. This has been a Rico Dosby production.